This is Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Naor Menninger. And you're listening to Two Nice Jewish Boys. Podcast in English, by the way. It's fine. Okay. But, but I might have to start the podcast like this. It's so great to be here <laughs> in, yeah. in the Alt Neuland. Uh, it's fine. Yeah, the people okay. will think that okay. you're doing it. Well, I demand that the, the accent, the language, that's with all the Netflix yeah, the la- series. Yeah. Wow, look at your American accent. Uh, I am American. Really? Yeah. From where? From uh, Heart of Dixie. What do you mean you're from the heart of Dixie? I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. Oh, f- I was born. Wait, I was born in what, Jersey. What's the language uh, of the heart of Dixie? This? No, no, no. <laughs> For this show, what kind of language am I allowed to use? Any, any. I mean, what I are the, the seven the, words? The F word. The F oh, word. The but I, but fuck okay. shit. Okay, bitch, great. Ass. Yeah. Can I use can the C word, cunt? No, no, no. No, no cunt. No, no. I mean, no C word. No C word. Such a good word. You didn't put my microphone in the right place. Why? Why can't we use the C word? Okay, use the C word. Yeah, let's go. Ready? (laughs) Go. We'll do a short intro. Then we... It's never easy to be different, to be the other. As Jews and Israelis, we know this just as well as anyone. To be the other can often be devastating, even lethal, That's why it's important to be tolerant, to recognize others, to acknowledge them, and sometimes even to fight on their behalf. One such group are those who identify as LGBTQ. Historically, religious persecution, social outcasting, violence, and other abuses have plagued the LGBTQ community. In the harsh reality of the Middle East, Israel is the only country where members of the LGBTQ community enjoy Full rights. Well, except for marriage. Then again, Israel just held elections, and from the looks of it, the most solidly right-wing government in over a decade is on its way to power. Itamar Ben-Gvir is even a likely candidate for Minister of Public Security, overseeing the police. Should this be a cause for concern? To talk about all this, we're excited to be joined today by Yuval David, an actor, an activist, who's an ardent advocate for the LGBTQ community. Inspired by his Jewish and Israeli-American roots, Yuval advocates for marginalized communities through organizations including the National LGBTQ Task Force, GLAAD, HRC, and many, many more. As an actor, Yuval's played major roles in short and feature films, television, theater, including ABC's What Would You Do, CBS's Madam Secretary, and much, much more. Yuval also produces, directs, and writes, and that is just the tip of the iceberg. We are thrilled to be joined by Yuval today to discuss the LGBT community and their future in Israel, around the world. Thank you so much for joining us. Anti-Semitism and... And a whole bunch of stuff. Yiddish, Yiddish. Wow. I'm, I'm. Uh, what an introduction! It's, uh, it's actually funny to hear somebody talk about what I do. I feel like I'm always doing, and being here with both of you in Israel means a lot to me because 
Israeliness, the, one of my favorite expressions is malasot, lasot. And to hear all of the things that I do coming from your mouth, sitting, you know, just a, 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 a two feet away from you, is, uh, it kind of is exhausting. I've had an exhausting, <laughs> can, I, can I say the word? I've had an yeah. exhausting fucking day. Uh, now, you mentioned that I'm an actor. I'm also a television host and a filmmaker and a director and an activist and an advocate. I, I'm a multi-hyphenate, but I don't know any other way to be. And both of you are multi-hyphenates as well. You're not just one thing. You're not only podcasts or... Yeah. Today or I'm a dishwasher, laundry folder, did you diaper, do diapers, diaper changer. I mean, honestly, and you're never not one of those and things. And Cheetos either. Oh, no. Sometimes oh. I'm all of those things. Wait, wait, wait. You eat Cheetos? Well, I was in this house, so... Oh. This He's is, the... Uh, this is a, yeah, a house of Cheetos. The bad influence. Yeah, no, I would not have even eaten those Cheetos unless I was really it's a, hungry. If you knew Naor, though, you'd realize how weird of a contradiction it is. Because on one hand, he like flies to Italy every other week and brings back cheeses oh, and per prosciutto. Favore, and, dello mio yeah. Yeah. and then Mangia there's nothing in the middle, though. He either eats that and he makes himself like uh, cacio e pepe or... Or he's eating Cheetos. No, see, when I talk about uh, the food, uh, especially with the people who've been to Italy, <laughs> it makes me think of one thing that Italy... <laughs> why is Italy so good with food? Uh? Why? Because uh, I don't even give you time to answer because we're in Israel and who has time to pause? <laughs> in Italy, the reason the food is so good is because during the Black Plague, during the Great Plague of the 1300s, two-thirds of the people in Italy died. Mm -hmm. they, they died no more. And all of a sudden, there was all of this land uh, and abundance uh, and all of these things that people could achieve that they never could achieve uh, before. Uh, and they said, wow. They didn't say wow because it was not yet a word. Uh, but uh, soon, they said, let's eat figs. Let's make uh, the olive oil. Let's drink uh, the wine. You drink the wine. You drink the wine. And that's what happened in Italy. Italy 30% died in all Europe. And... Yet no, what 30%? In the plague? Two-thirds. Ah, two-thirds. So more people died in Italy in the plague than in other... In European. other parts of Europe. Mm, I didn't know that. So it allowed them to focus on the food. And here you are coming back from Italy and eating at the Cheetos. Stealing all their Parmesan. Yeah, stealing yeah. all their Parmesan. You should... Um, yeah, that's Open a black market. For Cheetos? No, it was, uh, you know, it, uh, it's dark times, dark times. Well, we, we've we been listening to the results of the elections here yes, in Israel. When horrendous, we're sitting here horrendous. And I'm already feeling in mourning. Um, yeah, that's how you make me feel with that introduction. You make me feel exhausted, but also empowered to keep doing the work. So why are you so worried about the election results? You know, why for, am I wait, worried? Let's recap for those who, Please. I don't know, live on ah, yeah. it's true. the moon. It's an opportunity. Um, <laughs> BB1. Ugh. Uh, against uh, all odds, like uh, it's. Uh, why, why do you say against all odds? Because most people, I think, in the in the polls leading the up polls, to this, it was all, yeah, uh, it was sixty sixty basically. Right? Yeah, sixty sixty, and even those who said he would win never thought it would be by such a landslide. So uh, well, he, he, he listened to the polls. Uh, I mean, look at what Ben Gvir was doing. He's a he knows how to motivate the masses. He knows how to go to the places and say, you, 
listen, listen, I will get you a bus, I will pick you up, I will take you to the polls, you will vote this way because the future of our people, the Jewish people, it depends on you. He got people to vote who maybe never would have <coughs> voted with all of their 8 to 12 to Even 14 leftists. children. Even leftists. Leftist soldiers, first time voters, that like Ben Gvir really changed the picture because he brought new audiences to the right. Mm-hmm. Who, and And what people, I think, don't take into consideration is that those are, these are the first elections since the May 2021 riots. Because the May 2021 riots in Israel uh, were held right after the last round of elections. So there was an election since. And I think this is the, you know, it's the, the consequence of, of that. I absolutely The ripple agree. effect. The ripple effect of... And I'm speaking to you as a left-leaning, progressive liberal. That's who I am. Those are the camps that I live in. Yet I very much connect to centrists. Very much connect to centrists. The problem is, is our center has moved further right because of the extreme left. And this is internationally. What has happened here in Israel today, yesterday, last night, is happening in America, it's happening in the UK, it's happening in Germany, it's happening in Poland, Italy. S- in Italy, right? We're seeing a reaction to the far left extremes. I'm an inclusion activist, truly. I focus on saying, let's everybody sit at the same table. You're included, including you're included, including Ben Gvir and, and Smotrich and the ultra, ultra Orthodox. I mean, Chabad in the United States, which is very different than Chabad in Israel, they're much more accepting and kind and fun in the U.S. than they are here in Israel, invite me to be part of their LGBTQ councils and their LGBTQ panel discussions. Now, what's funny is many times I'm the only person on that panel discussion, and I'm not kidding. I show up for a panel discussion, and it's me. And I say, how is this a panel discussion? But they bring me. They bring me to speak because they recognize that they, with their goals, want to connect to the left-leaning, progressive LGBTQ community. What is the problem? Why are people focusing more on the right and leaning more to the right? Because I think that the movements that I'm part of, the far extremes of our movements, might have gone too far, might have pushed too much according to the centrists and according to the right-wing people. And they're saying, why... Are you telling me, for example, in the LGBTQ movement, I see the LGBTQIA plus community as more of a movement than a community. In English, for example, we'll say, I'm Yuval David, my pronouns are he, him, his. And sometimes if I want to connect to the audience, I'll say, I'm uh, Yuval David, my pronouns are he, him, his, and hey, girl, hey. If somebody says to me, hey, girl, I'm like, ah, you're part of the, you're, you're an och, like you're part of my community, you get me. And honestly, it mean it, it's con- I connect but, to it. But don't you feel like I, I feel like putting it in the same box? The U.S. politics and Israeli politics is is a mistake because ju- first of all, there was a right wing majority, I think, in the Jewish community in Israel for decades. For decades in the Jewish community, but they didn't get out and vote as much as they, they did didn't now. get out and vote, and they were. So, and when they did, they were backstabbed by parties who pretended to be right, but then went with the left. You mean like Bibi? 
Like Ben. Eh. Well, well, like Bennett, sure. Bennett is sure. the last one, and Bibi, yeah, Bibi, Bibi also. Bibi manipulates people I to mean, vote for him. Look, Bibi, the, the, the toughest criticism about him that he did go with the left um, several times. He did it. And today, he, I think he learned from this mistake. Right, he's gone he, more right. Now, now, here's the continuation of that thought. When I mentioned the pronouns, the in English we use that because not every verb is conjugated, like in Hebrew, right? I'm walking. You don't know what my pronouns are. We've changed the concept of freedom of speech. The left-leaning movements say, "This is how I am. This is how you must see me, and you must address me the way I see myself, instead of speaking about me the way you It's want." Reduction to. of the freedom of speech. Exactly. I'm a free speech activist, an advocate. My response to hate speech is more speech. It's not canceling the hate speech. I do believe in counsel culture and uh, consequence culture, but not cancel culture. Very different things. Wait, wait. Again? Cancel culture means I don't like what you just said or what you're doing. You are canceled. You are done. You are no more. You will never succeed. You're finished. Counsel culture is, hey... You said something that I don't appreciate, that I don't like, that I think is wrong. Let me counsel you. Let me give you advice. Let's have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And let me direct you in the right direction. Consequence culture. You said something I don't like. You said something I don't appreciate. You said something against me. There are consequences. You spoke. Now I'm going to speak. You said this publicly. Now I'm going to say this about you. There are consequences. For example, Kanye West. There are consequences to what yay, ye, however you choose to fucking pronounce that douchebag's name. There are consequences. Not cancellation. I can't cancel him. He's a life. I'm not going to murder him, slaughter him. He lives. He should live. He should live and be healthy and happy. And he should be peaceful. He's not peaceful. He's not healthy. And he's not happy. That's why he's an, a, a Jew-hating activist. Counsel culture, consequence culture. There are consequences to what you say, and I will try to counsel you to get you in the right direction. I cannot cancel you. Now, what has these movements, the left-leaning movements, which I am part of, and this is my criticism of my own movements, is, I, is so many of us have said, you cannot say this, you have to say this. That is no longer freedom of speech. It's violence. I don't think it's violence. Violence is violence. Speech isn't violence. You think speech is if, violence? If you want to enforce it, then it may become. But if it's not enforced, then it's not violence. And that's the problem. And that's why people are moving to the right. They're saying, don't tell me what I need to do, what I have to do. You want to have a pride march? You want to be feminist? You want to be a homosexualist? You want to believe in Black Lives Matters and uh, stop Asian people hate? People do react and- violently. I'm sorry to, to you not respecting the pronouns. It, 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 yeah. I mean, so if they act violently, it's violent. But if they're they're simple, uh, it's a violent demand, ideology. They're, they're demand, what is a violent ideology? Demand that you the, use pronouns, pronouns is not violent. To, to demand that you speak some to way demand is and then and then and then if you don't like attack you, so that's violence. Can, cancel yeah i think i'm I'm saying i'm saying it's uh i mean i i i love semantics i do love semantics i love the play of words and i think violence is violence violence is physical violence is violence to me i'll think about it and i'll get back to you in the next podcast uh 
when I force you to do something, is that a freedom? No, it depends how you force. I mean, again, sure. if an if someone demands for me to call them whatever they want me to call, whatever they want for me to call them, that's I not violent. If I can't right. go, if I can't participate, a course in the university, because I refuse to acknowledge a pronoun, that's to me like if it's sure. I, I, and I think that I, well, and that's something. Speaking of universities, some, that's something we're seeing across the United States. Uh, just yesterday, Vermont went a step beyond Berkeley. The Vermont University declared that they have Jewish free zones. Berkeley declared that they have Zionist free zones. Now, Zionist is being redefined. What is Zionism? Zionism is a word, it's an ism, it's a movement that's about the self-actualization of the Jewish people with a connection to their homeland. That's what Zionism is. Zionism is a socio-political movement about the self-actualization of the Jewish people. Now, people have redefined it, and there's a double standard where it's okay to say people who believe in the self-actualization of the Jewish people are not allowed in these spaces. But if I would dare say LGBTQ people, this is a homosexual free zone, this is a lesbian free zone, a bisexual, a trans free zone, a black free zone, a Palestinian free zone, a Muslim free zone, I would be demolished. But if I say this is a Jewish free zone, or a Zionist free zone, or an Israel free zone, it's accepted in universities in the United States. What does it mean in practice? What does it mean in practice that there are zones that don't allow pro-Israel Zionists? How do they enforce it? They say we like are it's having... a physical zone in the university? Totally, Like yes. a room? Yes. It's a room, it's <laughs> a space, exactly. It's a room, it's a space, but it's also lecture halls and it's also special events. If they have a special event, they will say we don't allow any Israeli speakers, any Zionist speakers. Now, what is a Zionist speaker? If a Jew believes in the rights of Jewish people, that's a Zionist. If a Jew believes in their own self-determination, that's a Zionist. So it's a very gray area that's happening in universities across the United States, also in Canada. So is it violence then to you? I mean, borderline, I, borderline violence. I mean, look, again, I think violence is physical. Violence is how I see it. Is it violent speech? Is it hate speech? I'll say it's hate speech. I don't know if I'll say it's violence. Nonetheless, no matter what we choose to call it, it's wrong. And that's the era in which we live. So here mm -hmm. I am in Israel promoting this movie that's screening tomorrow in the TLV festival and named, uh, named Wonderfully Made LGBTQ plus R, where I define the R as religion in the alphabet soup of the LGBTQ plus community. I added religion. What happens at the intersection of LGBTQ and religious identity? That's what this... It's a documentary. A documentary film. It's a 95-minute film I've worked on for four years during the pandemic. Wow. Um, and it's the first part of a docu-series. Because when we look at the vast majority of anti-LGBTQ laws, legislation, and belief, it's on the basis of what? It's on the basis of religion. So what happens to LGBTQ people who are religious, who are within religious communities. And as I said, I'm an inclusion activist. I am radically inclusive. I want even the people who are against me to sit with me. That's what this film is about. It says, all right, hey girl, hey, religious communities, uh, guess what? 
We're already part of your communities. We're there. The queers have been part of your religious communities for a long time. But, or rather, let me say, and to the LGBTQ community, guess what? There are religious people who exist within the religion within the LGBTQ community. So if the LGB since the LGBTQ community is seeking tolerance and acceptance, we also must accept those who are against us. That is what being radically inclusive is about. And right now in Israel, with the results of the election, our leaders are not radically inclusive in this country. They're separatist, they're partisan, they're dividing the country of Israel that affects the entire international Jewish community. And those people who voted the way that they vote, in my educated opinion, should be embarrassed because it is to the detriment of the Jewish people internationally. Less than half of the Jewish people in the world, less than half of the Jewish people in the world live in Israel. What the fuck are you people doing in this country who don't care about the other Jewish people? Are the people who aren't ultra-Orthodox Haredi and, 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 and whatever type of Jew, are, are we not Jews? Am I not a Jew? Am I not a person? Do I not deserve any rights? Are you not listening and reading the texts of the Torah and the Mishnah and the Talmud and all of the texts that we have said about how we must live in this world? It is un-Jewish. It is unjust, what unjust is? To, to cancel because they are canceling people who are not like them. Are they? Absolutely. They consider they've people- They've been in power in the, They've before. been in power before, but you know what? The Maccabim fought the Romans, but they still lost. We still were driven out of this land. The majority of our people were killed. Do the ultra-Orthodox, are they the only ones who depend, who, who, who guarantee the survival of our people? They think so. I don't think so. No. So I think yeah. I think now's a good time to come out of the closet. I don't know if you knew, but we we are on the right side of the That's aisle. That's totally fine. So, and so I think this is a good opportunity to have a discussion. Why why do you feel it cancels the Jewish population of the United States? Uh it it is not canceling the population uh the jewish population of the united states it is canceling people who don't necessarily agree with their ways to be jewish is to have multiple opinions the joke of the jews forever has been three jews five opinions i'm supposed to say Oh, well, Rabbi this said so-and-so, but Rabbi this said this, and Rabbi this said about this, about the Rabbi who said this, and I'm supposed to have an opinion. Jews do not cancel opinions. We write down the other opinions, and we'll say, oh, well, you know, uh, Rabbi Hillel said this, but Rabbi Shammai said this. We all agree with Rabbi Hillel, but we're keeping what Rabbi Shammai said because it's important for the future to know what Rabbi Shammai said. Right now, we're in an era where maybe not the two of you, because neither one of you have shtrei malach, neither one of you is wearing a kippah of any sort, and neither one of you is wearing a black hat, and I don't see tzitzit. Okay? Sure. Not, neither one of us is an observant religious. Fine. So yeah. you're on the right side of, I'm, a, I'm just going to paint you into the centrists. You're on the right side of center? Are you far right of center? How I mean, far I, right? I'm not far right. I wouldn't we define myself as far right. Earlier. But I, I voted Smotlich. All right. And, so, and uh, Noel, can we I reveal? Record. Fine. So, look, 
being Israeli. I'm really happy, by the way, that, oh, I that love we're it. having this opportunity because I do. I do agree with the fact that we should all be able to sit around a and table be friends. and have a discussion. Totally. And that's that's a big part of the reason we I, have this. I podcast. did just take my jacket off. <laughs> for, it's for, hot in for our listeners, I did just take my jacket yeah, yeah, off yeah. as we're listening to this because game on, bitches. Game <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah. Um, here's you're, what, you're, here, here's what's bothering me in yeah. your in your passionate and by, monologue. Well, I do want to clarify please. though that I I believe in everything we said in the in the intro, and I believe in. Uh, gay people's right to live happily with totally. uh, their Good. partners and Great. and everything is everything is fine and so why did you vote my brother-in-law is gay and i love him to death but and i feel there's a but no no, no there's, a, there's no i'm just so how I did you vote Smotrich, who smoke who, who speaks out against your brother-in-law and you wait your brother-in-law is gay does that mean your brother and, is gay yeah, and my sister also and your sister and my sister-in-law the, you know, the siblings wife, of his wife. The siblings of my wife are and the sibling uh, of two <coughs> siblings. <coughs> are and the my sister in law lives happily with her partner. They're not too happy about the fact that I voted Smotlich, but we're extremely close. We always, yeah. you know, have Shabbat together. We we visit each other all the time. They so you're you're again shine with the I child. still see you as as close to center. That means you're right of center. I'm uh, you're not right right. You're not far right. Depends on the right. issues. If Fine. it's gay right, it's one thing. If it's what do we do with my, Palestinians, it's exactly. another thing. And I think that's what you're missing about a lot of the people that voted right or even far right of center. In the end, in Israel, you have to. I'm not going to find a single list in the in the states is even worse because you're voting for one guy. But I'm not going to find a list that puts my priorities Everything. exactly in the of way that not. I ordered them. Well, that's because the mess of the parliamentary system and the amount but, of parties but there's here. There's no system that really solves no, that. of course not. So in the end, I have to ask myself, what's the most important things Issue. to me? And to me, personally, I think that the situation of LGBTQ rights in Israel is much better than our national security or my i'm sure I the national the right security side. the national security is a huge issue and i'm speaking to you as a survivor of multiple terrorist incidents uh most of which have been in israel i, I mean in may i was having dinner with friends in in Dizengulf and uh two restaurants next to us Dizengulf. people were shot and killed wow and because this may guys yeah th this Three, recent may just, five months ago yeah just recently and because <clears throat> i do adventure sports and because i've been a first responder in tragic situations and i've learned okay i don't know what it says about me or my fate or who knows what but let me be as educated and prepared as possible for life because life happens to me around me whatever so i had to around Israelis who served in the military who were freaking out to say to control the situation get everybody to duck to cover to run to leave and to that's kind of the position I get into so I understand what you're talking about from a national security even though I don't live it every day I live in the comfort of America but you've, okay? you've lived here but I've lived here um, so yeah security is a huge issue and so many people around the world don't understand what it means I, I was the host of this beautiful documentary, uh, which was co-produced by Kakal, by Keren Kaimet Israel, uh, the Jewish National Fund. And it was all about water reuse and water recycling. And we were filming in the border towns, in the peripheria, in the, the, the periphery towns next to Aza. These 
farms that did amazing things in a place that never anybody in the past would have imagined that they could grow these things. We finished filming, we finished editing, beautiful movie, beautiful music, beautiful every split second was done. And then balloons from Aza came and burned everything down. Then people from Aza, instead of saying, Wallah Habibi, Wallah Sadiqi, look at what these Jews are doing in Israel. Look at what this, we should do this too. No, no, <laughs> let us burn it down. Fuck them, let us burn it down. And that's what Hamas does. So when people in the United States say free Palestine, I say, oh yeah, but you forgot the rest of it. They're like, what do you mean? I said, I totally support free Palestine from Hamas. They said, no, 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 free Palestine. I said, no, 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 free Palestine from Hamas. How is Palestine ever going to self-actualize themselves? When are they going to have a Zionist movement for themselves if they have a people who are only focusing on destroying another people? If you want to self-actualize yourself, you need to self-actualize yourself, not at the detriment of another, but just for the positivity of yourself. So I understand how people move to the right. I understand how centrists focus on the right. I get it. It's not going to re reduce my being on the left. What yeah. bothered me in your original... Uh, monologue. Spiel. Come on, we spoke in Yiddish. You can say uh, Spiel. In the Spiel. Uh, <laughs> is that you blame the right for being divisive and inclusive in the right-wing parties, BB, the Haredis. But the reality is that the one who's boycotting, the side that's boycotting the other side is the center-left. Like, BB never said... I wait, think wait, it's wait, the far-left. Wait, wait. Okay. BB never said... Uh, I will never sit with Lapid. Okay, I will never sit with uh, I don't know, Labor Party, whatever. You know, the the boycott came, and the situation we're at in the end of the day, the whole po political mayhem we had in the last four years, was because one million people support the Likud Netanyahu, and Lapid voters, Labor voters, Meretz voters, Lieberman voters. Um, and their representatives boycott Bibi for various uh, wide array of reasons and would not accept the choice of, of so many people. Same goes with the Haredis. Like Lieberman boycotted the Haredis. Lapid said to Arideri, I'll shakem otcha, I'll uh, re rehab you. Right. Um, the, 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 the boycott and the hatred speech comes from the left. And if they were more pragmatic, we would have a unity government and then maybe Bibi wouldn't have to go with Smotrich. Right. You know what I'm w saying? One of the problems in this era in which we live, and it, it's an international problem, is the microphone. And by the way, the microphones of today's podcast are provided by Shure. Shure microphones are some of the best pod, uh, microphones in the industry. Thank you so much nice. for Shure. 40 years for of quality. If only we got money from them for that. <laughs> if <laughs> only Shure would provide some. You can be some, sure. You can be sure We're that sure. the sound of Shure microphones is <laughs> always great. Sure, Shure isn't going to. That's S H U R E, Shure. They might. They might listen to this. One of the problems in this era in which we live when we're focusing on civil rights and social justice movements and we're f when more people are involved in politics, whether they're educated and informed or not, or whether they pay attention to one source or multiple news sources, is we are giving the microphones to the far extremes, the far extreme right and the far extreme left. 
and I don't even know if it's a right and left thing because I think we're a circle and that's another problem with our society. It's not a one line. We're not a linear line. We're focusing too much on the extremes instead of the centrists who want to live, who want to have children, who want to have good access to education and health care and focus on the next generation and be safe. Those really are the centrists, not the ones who want to destroy. But we're passing these microphones to the extremists who say, burn this bitch down, burn it down, let's start from scratch. You're, you're never going to burn down this world and the society. The world might burn us down on her own accord because the way, you know, the mother nature, the way she works as, as the god of this world, she has much more power than we have. If she wants to burn it down, she'll burn it down. We're not going to burn it down. And we're focusing way too much on the extremes instead of the centrists. And the problem in our society is that the centrists are only now recognizing that they need to speak up and take action. But what does it have to do with what I said? Though? What does it have to do with the extremes? What does it have to do with the... But why? Why, why do Lapid boycott Likud? Uh, that goes back to my concept of cancel culture is wrong consequence culture and council culture is right i cannot boycott you i cannot say you are done i can say good for you i believe in your right to speak and do what you want to do because i believe in freedom of speech and i believe in freedom of action as long as you're not murdering and slaughtering and and doing things to the detriment of somebody else's life but if you're speaking in a democratic process which i believe in then I should be able to talk to you. And that's one of the problems of the left that has driven more people to the right. Because we will say, I am boycotting you. You are wrong. You are done. You are not going to be anymore. I will make sure that you are never going to be. Who, who has the right to say that? Mm. We don't have the right to say that. I have the right to argue with you. I have the right to write, write articles about you. I have the right to do everything in my power in a public forum if you are in a public forum but I do not support the right to cancel somebody. And that is what is happening within my own left-leaning progressive movements. So how do you think you, that can change? I think it can change when, when those who are seeking the most amount of tolerance and inclusion stop being intolerant and stop not including. Those who seek the most amount of tolerance end up becoming the most intolerant. Where do you think Orthodox Judaism came from? They wanted people to tolerate them until they realized that, oh, we need to focus on ourselves. Let's separate ourselves and tolerate each other because nobody else is going to tolerate us. I don't tolerate you. I don't tolerate you. We're going to be like us. That's where that came from. The Haredi movement came from Charda, came from fear. I fear you. It's not Haredi Koach, it's Charda. It's fear. That's what the word means. I fear you, so I'm going to separate myself. Not include you. You are other. You're other. You're the goy. You're different. Yeah. I'm going to seclude myself in the, right? in the ghetto. Right? We ghettoized our people, ghettoized ourselves before other people ghettoized us. Now, was it a survival mechanism? Yes. Was it a good choice? Yes. Was it a bad choice? Yes. It's all of those things because life sucks. Life is complicated. And that's what we're dealing with today in this insane day, the day after the elections. But the thing is, 
I don't find. Sorry, my grandparents just landed abroad, and I'm v- gonna make sure everything v- is okay. Bucharest. In Bucharest, very good. Romanians. Oh, in Romanians. Spazieren. Spazieren in Bucharest, in Romania. Farvos Essen und der der Essen in Romania ist mit der Spitzen. What is the first word you said? Spaz Spatzen. definition of center left and right i think that that and that's a lot of A lot of people refer to the center and the left and the right, and I don't see the center as the center, and I don't see the right as the right and the left as the left. Because What I do you think, see? That's so confusing. I know, but I think that we're focused too much on, on the superficial things that, that define us. But really, when it, comes, when it comes down to it, Shas and Smotrich are, are less far extreme. Like, I, I definitely don't, Uh, um, connect with their way of life I don't relate to their way of life And I don't want to I probably live a, a, a lifestyle That's closer to yours Than it right. is to Arya Deri Or Smotrich Or Ben Gvir Or any of their followers By the way While he said that He moved his chair closer to me But slow down I'm married okay So <laughs> Well I am too But <laughs> You never know It's an evening When we're drinking wine <laughs> uh, But I, I, my lifestyle Is probably closer to yours Than it is to theirs Sure Now But I don't think that that's what defines center, right, and left. I think what defines us is like our core values. And I think that my core value, like the way that I see things around security, around economics, around freedom of choice and agency, are probably closer to those people than they are to you or to people on the left. To the Haredis? No. Not probably to the, well, actually to the Haredim to a certain degree. To a certain I mean, degree, I, I, probably. Uh, unless you're living, uh, you're, li- you're appearing here. Uh, and again, thank you to Shure Microphones for providing the equipment for us to record our sound. But what Shure does not provide is the visual of what we're seeing. Y- you don't look Haredi. You're yeah. talking about, <coughs> excuse me, connecting to them more, maybe, than, than me and what you're assuming I am and how I position myself. I'm probably much more centrist than I am left in terms of my beliefs and my desires. I believe and desire for myself to be as left as I want and maybe even as right as I want. And that's a very centrist belief, as long as I don't hurt or harm somebody else. Uh, I think that the Haredim, the far right, just like the far left, want people to live like them. And if you don't live like them, then you're wrong. That's the problem. But I get that sense from a lot of the people on the left. Exactly, because it's the same thing for the people on the right. You don't believe this, you're wrong. And most people in this world today cannot have a conversation like we're having, cannot say, oh, hey, by the way, just to FYI, both of us are more on the right. On most the, people will, will say like, yeah, thank you, you know, thanks for the wine, I'm out. But at the, at the same time, there is going to be in the coalition, the minister of, maybe the minister of justice... Or foreign know. affairs. Or foreign affairs will be 
a gay man who sits on the on the Likud list? Are you do you see that more as just like their their pet gay guy? Or you know what? But as as a supporter was elected of, uh, in primaries, by the way. Right. Look, the the in the last parliamentary elections, Israel has elected more LGBTQ people than a percentage percentage basis alone than any other government. That's really significant. Yeah. The Israeli parliament, on percentage alone, holds more LGBTQ members than most countries in the world. Mm-hmm. That is a success. Most as, of them are probably on the left, to be fair. Whatever. Right. For me, as an oh, LGBTQ uh, activist, the fact that they're there, if LGBT, if these LGBTQ people are right or left, the fact that they're there... The fact that there are women there, the fact that there are LGBTQ people there, the fact that there are, are Mizrahi people there and Ethiopian and people there and Arabs there, that is democracy. Yes. And that is something to focus on, which tragically, and this is the ramifications on the international Jewish community, it is not being promoted enough. The Israeli PR machine is a an example of a failed PR machine where you don't promote the things that are actually impressive that are happening here. Yes, wonderful. Wow, Microsoft has offices here, Google Ways, uh, you know, it's the startup nation, all of these things. Good, good, good for you. So many people are educated. Wow, wow, wee, wow amazing. But talk about the democracy. Talk about the complexity of the nation that is struggling to do right even when it does wrong. That is something that needs to be promoted. Look at the amount of women in this country who are highly educated, who have a bachelorate or who have a master's, compared to the percentages of women in other countries. Look at the LGBTQ people. Granted, they're mostly in Tel Aviv and in the Peripheria, which the Aguda, which is uh, for your listeners who don't know what the Aguda is, is the Israeli National LGBTQ Advocacy Organization, the umbrella organization for just about all other LGBTQ organizations in Israel. The Aguda, yes, focused on Tel Aviv, has offices in Jerusalem, has offices in centers and, uh, and community centers across the country. The fact that it's here and that it's funded by the government. In the United States, most organizations, non-governmental organizations, NGOs, are funded by donations, by private donations here. These NGOs, the non-governmental organizations, demand that the government pays for their ability to function. That means that the Israeli taxpayers, if they're, Isra- if they're Jewish, if they're Muslim, if they're secular, if they're Christian, if they're Baha'i, if they're Druze, whatever, that tax money goes to pay for the organizations. That's an example of democracy doing something right with all of its failures, with all of its fucked upness. What is wrong with you people here in Israel that you're not sharing these stories enough with the world? Because what are we hearing? What am I affected by as an American Jew? Oh, look at the white supremacist apartheid state. I was on a podcast two days ago. These LGBTQ people are having a podcast and they're wonderful and amazing and they're celebrities, truly celebrities in their own right with all due merit. And they said, oh, by the way, we're, we're also going to do a whole story about the occupation. And I thought to myself, do you even know what you're talking about? You're sitting here in Tel Aviv and you're, you, what do you know about the religion? Like, do your research. And I was actually offended by it. I said, great, do a story about the occupation, but please 
take your LGBTQ podcast to Gaza. Please, take it. Let's have a pride parade in Gaza. Come on. Let's march with our flags in Gaza and in the Shtachim. I would love to help raise money for you. I'm not going to join you there because I, I have a lot to do in my life. Just kiss them goodbye in the border. Wallah, Send them to let us go. For example, today, Queers for Palestine. It's a great organization is coming for me. They wrote to me on uh, about 20 of my YouTube videos. Uh, Just you wait, you faggot Jew. The trains are coming for you. Queers of Palestine? Mm -hmm. Queers, That's no, queers for, for Palestine. Queers of Palestine. Look, <laughs> okay. I work with... I was so confused. I was like, the I'm queers very of confused Palestine as well. no, are so coming after li li <laughs> Queers for Palestine. It's a queer organization, an LGBTQ organization that is pro-Palestinian, anti-Israeli, truly an anti-Jewish, a Jew-hating organization. These are the, uh, the chickens for KFC yeah, 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 people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chickens for KFC. Exactly. So... I actually work with uh, the National LGBTQ Task Force in the United States, the Aguda here, IGI, which is Israel, Israeli Gay Youth, uh, with uh, Iraqir, the Iraqi queer organization, uh, three quarters of which have been slaughtered in Iraq. I work with the Rainbow Railroad, which is an underground railroad that helps rescue LGBTQ people out of dangerous and often and usually life-threatening situations. What about Iran? Nine, we're getting there. 98% of the LGBTQ people who are rescuing from dangerous and life-threatening situations happen to come from countries that follow Sharia law. I also work with Dignity LGBTQI, also aiming to give grant money to LGBTQ people trying to flee life-threatening situations, and with Freedom House, which started as a women's rights group, which also does a lot of work to support women internationally, including women, Palestinian women, who suffer a huge percentage of domestic violence, uh, sex abuse, even within marriage and outside of marriage, but it's not spoken about and it's unprotected. I work with these organizations. So when Queers for Palestine comes for me, which they do on a regular basis trying to cancel me, and trying to say that I have no right to be an LGBTQ activist because I am Zionist, and dare I quote, because I am obviously Zionist and openly Jewish. That is a quote. I've been accused multiple times of being obviously Zionist and openly Jewish. What the fuck is openly Jewish? Yeah. I've heard they openly got you out of the closet. Right. I've heard openly gay. Right. I've heard that before. You've heard that in America and in the English you are vernacular. Wearing, uh, Star of David. I'm wearing, uh, yes. So yeah. I'm I'm openly, you're openly Jewish. Who says you're openly Muslim? Who says you're openly Christian? Who says you're openly Mizrahi or Ashkenazi? That's what we're dealing with, and that those factions within the left are what are driving the centrists further right because people are saying what the hell is happening we're they're going too far so uh, let me challenge you a little bit please i feel like we've made life too easy for you here not yet um knowing what you know about the state of lgbtq in gaza in judea and samaria the palestinian authority uh the hell like those communities are really in the closet they're non-existent on paper like they live underground they flee some flee here we can't accept all of them frankly no and the ones um, we accept can still be kidnapped and beheaded yeah, in Hebron. yeah yeah which is happened. somebody who i actually interfaced with for six months 
So can it, okay, so tell us the story maybe in one second. But my point is, knowing all that, uh, you should be the first to admit we should, that there is zero reasons those people should have a state because why would, why do we need another, uh, what, another gay hating, uh, radical, violent, anti-Semitic, savage of a state in the Middle East. We have enough of those, no? I agree. I believe in democracy. I believe in the power of the people to rise up and speak however they wish to speak and for the leaders to change based on what the constituency says. I believe Meaning. in democracy. Meaning, I support Israel and I support um, uh, the United States and I support other democratic countries around the world and I do not support non-democratic countries. I do not support Afghanistan. I do not support Lebanon. I do not support Syria. I do not support Iran. I do not support Iraq. I can go on and on and on and on through the list of non-democratic countries in the African continent and the Asian continent. By the way, both of you are Asian here in, in Israel. A lot of people forget that Israel is part of Asia. Yes. Uh, right? So... Is there yeah. quotas for me in Harvard as an Asian? Yes. Okay. You absolutely okay. are, are Asian. Apply? You're in totally. Harvard. That's it. <laughs> You're in Harvard. You're done. You're done. You it's been really Jewish. So it's maybe, been really. Yeah. So I can't go to the because Jew there's a free double, zone. There's maybe. a double standard. You might not, but you can go to the Asian free zone okay. or the Asian zone rather. Okay. We're <laughs> dealing with a huge problem in our, in our society. What do we do with those cultures? that refuse to play the game of democracy and freedom. We educate, we welcome them to our tables. We try to introduce ourselves to say, hi, my name is Yuval David. I'm an actor, host, filmmaker. I'm an American Israeli Zionist who pursues art for social change. I love men, I love women, I love creating art. I want to make sure the world will become a better place. <laughs> boy, the guy boo, 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 blah, blah, blah. The guy pulled out his AK-47. Sure, but fine. So I hear you. So I try to say that. And I said, this is who I am. Who are you? Who are you? What? Tell me, what are you about? You sure, are who what? are you? <laughs> no, tell me, who are you? What are you about? Me? I just told you a bunch of things about me. Your turn. A as Eitan Weinstein or as the sure. leader Eitan of Weinstein. a non-democratic... No, please. Uh, I just told you who I am as you validate. I'm Eitan Weinstein. I'm the father of Daniela Weinstein, the new, newly made father of Daniela Weinstein, Mazel husband tov. to Sharon Shlomi Weinstein, son to... I feel like I'm a Game <laughs> no, of do Thrones it, do character. It, please. Son of... Son, son of... Son of Gilbert Weinstein. And Shlomit Weinstein, I uh, was born and raised in the States, and I, what am I? Who am I? I don't know. That's a good proud question. Proud Jew. A proud Jew, a uh, loving father, and a Zionist. Good. What about you? Oh, man. Um, wow, that was the big Israeli. Um, Israeli. Yeah. This is who I am. It's a tough no, one. Just, just say it. What are your... These are. This is the. What I are can't repeat. Uh, I don't have a wife and kids, so, so it's, um, that you know uh, of. That you know. That of. I know of. Yeah. Um, I'll just pass. No, you <laughs> pass. That, tell us. That is who you that, are. No, that's I'll not who you are. I'll need another sip of the wine. No, tell um, us. Who are you? Mm, I'm a filmmaker, Good. content creator, son of Chazin uh, Sharona. I I steal this from you. Mm -hmm. Proud son, a Jew, an Israeli, and. 
a person. And the reason it's important for us to say these things is we cannot segment ourselves. We cannot intersect ourselves. We cannot cut ourselves apart. My right arm means nothing without my left arm. If I didn't have a left arm, I would only have an arm, not a right arm, right? I'm always Yuval David, the son of Ziva and Victor and Arya. Yes, I have two fathers, a stepfather who was my dad and a biological father who's my biological father. I'm always a Zionist. I'm always a Jew. I'm always gay. I'm always queer. I'm always bi. I'm always an artist. I'm always a host. I'm always an actor. I always live where I live. I always like the vegetables I like, no matter what I do. Broccoli? Yes, very much so, in many different ways. That is something that we need to focus on. I am all of me all the time. And because I accept all of these things, that means I can connect with you about many things, even if we don't agree politically. But I can agree with you about other things. And if people recognize that I, we, each of us is all of me all the time, we can have those conversations. We can connect and see each other for who we are as opposed to our differences. And But don't you, you believe there's a limit to tolerance? Like at some point does tolerance end or should we be tolerant to everybody all the I time? I think everywhere? as long as the tolerant, the, the, we're tolerating people who are peaceful, and support other people's rights to exist and take care of the planet. It's asking a lot. I don't tolerate people throwing garbage out of their windows. I mean, gosh, Tel Aviv, you go to the rooftops and you see all these other rooftops of buildings, especially the older buildings that have garbage on them of, of total schmucks who just throw their garbage out the window and don't care. I don't tolerate those people because they don't tolerate the planet. They don't care about the planet. Right, but that's like a low threshold. I mean, take sure. that. Sure, like, uh, like we're talking about tolerance and how we should all sit around a table and speak to each other as then, long as like, we take as care long of each as other. You didn't throw a coke out the window. Sure, but as, it, so exactly. the second I throw a coke out the window, you're you horrible. <laughs> you're horrible if you because that means you're not taking care of the planet. You're a father. Don't I've, you want your daughter I've, to live a wonderful, healthy I life? I hate people and, who litter, but I've littered. Okay, and you felt bad about it. And you're like, yeah, I feel really lazy right now. I'm not right, but you hopefully you thought I about it. I haven't littered. You've Good never you. littered? Yes. Never? But he still eats Cheetos. Ah, you don't smoke. But he eats Cheetos. Ugh, you smoke? You smoke I, what? I, I, well, I don't smoke uh, that seldomly. much anymore. But I used to smoke like. Right, but now you have a daughter a and now you care. No, more. but now I also smoke. So, like, if I'm in the street occasionally, and I don't you'll know. You throw I the done cigarette? It, Ugh, I haven't done it in a long time. It's such a time, disgusting part of yeah, smoking culture. Yeah. You think that you can throw litter everywhere else. That's pretty awful. But that, that means but, I don't have the right Right, but you're to not be, always. But you're not always. I agree. It's a shitty thing to do. It's a shitty thing to do. <laughs> Granted, humans are shitty people. We are horrible people. We yeah. are the roaches of this planet. Look at you know how much we've populated this world to the detriment of the oceans, of the land, of the forests, and of the skies. Right? We are roaches. That's on what this Mother planet. Nature wanted. Is it? Yes. Sure. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. Well, she's speaking up now. I mean, gosh, Is how many she? more injections do we need from corona to monkeypox to the flu to people are talking about all of these things that are happening? Mother Nature is, she's saying, all right, you've we had your playtime. those. So far, the world is getting hotter. She's, she's going to burn us up. 
we're we're not gonna. Well, yeah, yeah, but see. if the Black Plague created Italian food, I'm, I'm willing. <laughs> You're I'm willing. willing to take my Who knows chances. what kind of greatness is gonna happen? <laughs> yeah, you know, once two thirds of of the human population is yeah. gonna disappear. <laughs> yeah, no, something is happening in our world right now, and it's clear for environmentalists, and it's clear for spiritualists, and it's clear for politicians and those who study uh, social and political movements. Something massive is happening, and. We have choices. You we don't can... think we live in the best period in human history? Well, what is the best? How do I know what the best is? I've, according to IMDb, I'm only 35 years old, and I've only lived 35 years. How do I know what the best is? I don't in know. Human history. Well, I don't relatively, know. Relatively. Relatively like to this point. Like maybe in 10 years, everything what, will hit Because we the... have medicine and because I yes. have here my new iPhone 14. Yes. And uh, thank you to the uh, makers of Apple. Thank you to little 14. Chinese children for little, being slaves yeah. for, <laughs> for making, for this making iPhone. the iPhone 14. And don't forget the African kids who mine the cobalt. Cobalt? How does it call the cobalt field? The cobalt Co mine. Copper. No, no. Uh, cobalt, 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 cobalt. yeah. Right. Little African kids and little Chinese kids. It's a horrible thing, and most people don't Made recognize it. Made your iPhone. Right, and people who buy <laughs> things on Amazon who think like, oh my God, I just got all this fast fashion. The fast fashion is made by people who are can't enslaved. can't go to the toilet, but it does help the diaper right. industry. It helps the diaper industry. And the amount of garbage that we've created during this pandemic with... The masks... The The other the day, masks. the other day, wow, yeah, the other day, I was, uh, I had a, I was filming in Los Angeles, and I was put up in this really nice apartment with a gorgeous kitchen. I love to cook, and I went to the grocery store, and I got, and I parked at the grocery store, and I saw this woman who got out of her car, and she had a mask on and uh, uh, rubber medical gloves. She got out of her car, and she took her gloves off and her mask off, and she threw them in the garbage can that was next to where she parked. She walked back to her car. She put on a new pair of gloves and a new mask and walked in. And I thought, hmm. I wonder You're where, a psychopath. And I, and I was like, I wonder where she was before that, before she was in her car. That's weird. Maybe she's a protologist? Who knows? Um, but I, I already told you I'm gay, and it's a wonderful place to be. So then I went and did my shopping, and I come back from my shopping, going to my car, and what a coincidence, she's going back to her car. She put the groceries in her car, walked back to the garbage can, oh took God. off the gloves, took off the mask, threw them in the garbage can, went back to her car, stood outside the car, sprayed her hands with obviously a disinfectant, put gloves on, put a mask yeah. on, got into her car and drove away. <laughs> and I thought, how many insane people are like yeah. this, creating a huge amount of garbage? The amount of garbage that we are creating in this society is an absolute embarrassment, and I don't want to tolerate those people. Did I walk up to her and knock on her door and say, hello, you are, let me counsel culture you or let me consequence culture you? The consequences are going to happen to all of us. If people are uneducated, this is my very long answer to your question five hours ago, is We need to educate. If we can educate people, very that's how we can approach. Con education is condescending. Yes. yes. Even though he did say condescend, which ah, is you know, no, it's condescending. No, condensation is a very different thing than condescending. But it's it's, it's fine. Your English is much better than my Hebrew is. And thank you. And chapeau to you. Um, that was French, by the way. Chapeau. Yes. Means hat. hat. Um, means hat. Yeah, yeah. Chapeau. Chapeau. Take off the hat. Oh, look. Do you, do you I see his miming? Like a lazy, lazy person oh, petit saying Francais. shampoo. No, no. Chapeau, <laughs> it means uh, it means that. 
You take off your top hat. I take off my hat to you. Wow. Not just the hat, it's the top hat. It's the top hat, which is very big and uh, classy. No, it is chapeau. That's why it's part of... uh, Go to Natanya and you'll hear people say chapeau. Yeah, the the point is like the, the... the, the Republicans had this approach, right? Let's invade Iraq. Let's let's educate those Arabs about democracy. Did we really want to... Did we, and I'm speaking as an American, did we really want to educate those Arabs about democracy? Didn't you want to educate you? America want to sure, educate sure. the Soviet... Um, I don't think we went in there for education. States. I don't think we went in there for education. I think we went in there... The reason we went into Iraq is the same reason why so many other massive superpowers in the world go into other countries it's about what can we do to increase our own economic strength what is the what is the strength that we can have to create big business and to support big business the i do a lot of lobbying work i do a lot of advocacy work i'm not as strong as the big industry advocates and lobbyists no way I have to fight my way into those rooms because I'm not entering making any of those people money. I'm entering making people acknowledge the need for people's rights. It's not increasing the money in anybody's pockets. I'm thinking about the biggest, maybe the biggest educational project of the 20th century, which is we took in as citizens, Arabs, Palestinians, right? And we try, we have been trying for decades to educate them into our values Culture, of right. democracy and freedom now and hopefully the abraham accords will help get us there slowly but surely you've seen these elections in every elections which is to me amazing right the fact that like i'm saying to myself to those israeli Palestinian arabs whatever you call them, you want to call them they want to call themselves um you are so lucky to be one of the only arabs in the entire region can, who can vote in, in, in a democracy? And 60% of them don't bother to do that. Right, because we're telling them how they need to appreciate their lives instead of empowering them or having them tell us how they live. Who am I to go and say, you are so lucky that I gave you this right. I'm so great. I am a (laughs) Jew-Israeli who's giving you the right to live with me as I want you to live. There's a problem there. It's just the truth. It's a truth because, and granted. No, I I agree that you can't, I mean, they don't want to live the way we live, but but I do also agree that the way they want to live is pretty shitty. It's pretty <laughs> shitty. But but lo- look at the so like I don't know what to do here because like on one hand I agree I think well you my do you voted life, the way you voted yeah you but I'm saying know. like I you can't educate them and it's not but you also can't tolerate them I guess that's what it comes down to which is the the extreme Either or you can't tolerate them you can't educate them so what do you do. You can't educate them. You can't tolerate them. See, I don't believe in those can'ts. I believe in you can you can try, but you also need to listen to to them the way they want to live and the way they want to be. You need to listen to the way they want to live, and you can say, "Hey, by the way, we we exist here. Israel exists here. The Knesset exists. The parliamentary democratic system exists here. We're here." Yeah, but you're welcome to parties. live with us. They have three I'm parties. Not, I'm not well, saying you they can't... have now two because two merged into one. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying you can't t- tolerate Arabs. I'm saying you can't. The culture that the Arab community is is 
is living here, a, a large portion of it. I mean, the Bedouin culture and just in general, there, there's there's serious problems with it. The way that the levels of crime and right. and women in those societies. and the way they oppress women. So you can't tolerate that culture. I'm not saying that we should, you know, God forbid, uh, expel Arabs or anything. I'm just saying that you can't tolerate the culture. You can't change it. You're not going to be able to educate them. So I like, believe in education. I believe, you know, look, I, I even try. Well, I support an organization called Yotzim Shinui. Out for Change, which mm-hmm. is an organization that helps ultra-Orthodox Jewish people leave the ultra-Orthodox life and become secular. And just to support them, because many of them don't have the education that other Israeli citizens have uh, within secular environments. But we support them. We can say, hey, this is the life. You're welcome to join me at my table. You're welcome to live this way. I'm not going to force you to live this way, but you are absolutely welcome to have a seat at my table, however you are, whoever you are, as long as you That's don't try to kill me. That's what we've been doing for 70 years. Not all of us. I mean, you know, you listen to what Shas says, and you look at uh, at, at, at the, the religious Zionist party, and you look at what people are saying, and and then the words of Smotrich and Ben Gvir, who actually said that Arabs... Well, I mean, what, I mean who, he's been quoted saying Arabs should die or Arabs, we should kill the Arabs. Maybe you can argue and say, oh, he's using the same language that the Arabs have used about us. Smotrich said we should kill the Arabs. Smotrich, I don't think so. But but, but Ben Gvir, like Mavet Laravi, I mean, he had a... No, no, but I'm sure he said it in the past and he has a... Picture of what's his name? Yeah, of uh, Baruch Goldstein. Baruch Goldstein. Yeah. I think he has Goldstein. a problem saying Mavid Laravim. And that that is that is anti-Israel. To have a a, a photo I, of I, Baruch I Goldstein it's, it's, it's is an embarrassment. For those who don't know, Baruch Goldstein is, is an Israeli terrorist yeah. who shot up the shot up dozens of uh, no, prayer cave of the what is yeah. it called the cave of the patriarchs people yeah. who prayed there yeah, yeah. muslims arabs yeah. Yeah. baruch goldstein like is 30 years ago was a terrorist uh yeah no well, so it's 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 despicable to say that stuff and say mavet la ravim generally is just a ridiculous thing right but there but, are but you can see by the way that speaking of change they've ben gvir has actually i think pushed his supporters to you, there's videos of him actually telling them to stop yelling that, and then they start yelling "Mavet la mechablim," and now that's become their new mantra, right. which is it. which is fine. Good. Reframe it's the right direction. Sure. No, right I mean, the trend. The trend. <laughs> it's a, it's a good, like the trend is, but I'm saying that stuff. I agree is, but it honestly bothers me less than the way that the left embraces terrorists and the way that, that the we, left where. Here, here, here they just yesterday they were praying for Balad, which is a terrorist party, to pass the threshold so that Lapid can form a government with them. Right, but Balad didn't do very well. They yeah. d- they did fairly well. What four? What is the? They got more than three percent. They were v- they were pretty close, and in a city like Lod, where we just had the big riots a year ago, they all the Arabs in Lod voted Balad. Those are Israeli citizens. And we have a huge problem in that uh, aspect. After all of this, we didn't get to talk. Well, yeah, we have Betzelem, right, is another organization that's very unique in their their views. Yes. I mean, yeah, we have we have issues. And it's not only here in Israel. I mean, I, I live it every day in America. And as 
an Israeli-American, I deal with it when I'm here mm-hmm. and I deal with it when I'm there. Uh, the, the, the intersectional nationalist identity that I have. So there, there is this polarization that's happening and it is, I think that's why we tried to get into this is the ability to be able what to is sit the down this? this, the podcast, the, the, the ability to be able to sit down with people and, and talk to them even from, and we've had people that, that, you know, like you that, that I think ideologically are probably <coughs> pretty distant from us. Again, I don't know all of your beliefs, but once again, you're making assumptions based on, I'm you know, saying I'm making assumptions, but, but based on the bio, which you read so very well, yeah. it's really what an honor. But also speaking to you, I can see <laughs> that could be you an know, actor, climate, right? Could be. I'm, uh, I've, he, I've had he, a few. Uh, he played a, a few pole dancer. He yeah, played a, we made it in school. I bet yeah. you did play a pole dancer. <laughs> <laughs> Get oh, it. God. For our listeners, right now I'm making it rain by throwing shekels. Well, technically a gourd. Yeah, his him. shekels would hurt. Yeah, shekels would hurt. Well, no, <laughs> shekels. Too. Wait, it depends on if it's paper. A gourd uh, would yeah. hurt. Yeah, you you deserve to. more than a gourd. I'll give you shekels. Okay. All right, back to you. So you anyway, what I'm saying, I'm saying this is this is why we got into it. We've had people from from all sides of the aisle. And I think it's important that we're able to talk, but there is this, especially in these kind of times. But after all this, we didn't we didn't talk much about LGBTQ, but if people want to, um, you know, follow Tune you and your... understand more about what you're doing and support the causes that you're supporting, how, how can they do that? Well, uh, it, it's funny. When, when I go on social media or whenever I do these press tours or junkets, whatever, in the United States, and they say, oh, you can follow me at Yuval David everywhere, Yuval David, in the U.S. or outside of Israel, I'm like the first one who comes up when you search Yuval David. But here, I'm <laughs> like number eight. I'm like, what is eight? Honestly, eight. I've counted. That's really? why I, it's not a random number that I chose. I'm <laughs> like, what? Who are these other Yuval Davidim? There's like some DJ, and there are a bunch of like 13, 14, 15, 16 teenage girls. The seduction artist, uh, like, coach. Who are these Yuval Davids? But uh, go to number eight. If you're in Israel, <laughs> just go to the eighth one. Uh, uh, that's me. That's me. Uh, you can absolutely find me all across social media, on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube Twitter, channel, you YouTube, absolutely. What's your, uh, what do you talk y- about there? Y- YouTube.com slash Yuval David. I got it first. Those other Yuval Davids can go to you know, ah. wherever. Um, what do I talk about on my YouTube? It, it's really all an extension of the work that I do within entertainment and media. So on a daily basis, I truly, on a daily basis, work as an actor, host, director, filmmaker and a commentator on news programs i speak about social justice and civil rights causes on news shows across the u.s and in israel and internationally on occasion uh it's quite easy to to find me and if you want to follow the causes that i support uh and if you want to learn more about the causes that i don't support you can absolutely see that on social media uh one of the things that i found that I find tragic on social media is we're also in an era where it's more comfortable for people to share their criticisms and their negativity on social media than it is to share the positivity. So in order to to change society, if you do, you, the listeners who are listening to us again on the beauty of the Shure microphones here recorded from the beauty of Tel Aviv in Israel, looking at the distance of uh, beautiful buildings and a skyline in the background, Uh, whenever you see a negative comment and you read it, take 
20 seconds. Write a positive comment, whether it's on that same post or just go onto the accounts of your friends and your family and those who you like, not the celebrities who you follow, but write something positive. Spread the love. Spread the love instead of spreading the hate. What is the answer to hate speech? It's more speech. I said it before. That is what we need to do. That is the change that we will see. If you feel the negativity, share the positivity. If you don't respond with positivity, all you're doing is embracing and enhancing and supporting and tolerating the negativity. That is our job to create the positivity that we want to see. And people like you who are parents, I have children that I maybe don't know of, I don't know. Uh, we need to, to make this world what we want it to be. So why am I an LGBTQ activist? Well, number one, it's because I'm part of the community. I'm part of the movement. I, I queerly embrace the flow of my sexuality. Um, why am I a Jewish activist? Well, I was born this way, just like I was born LGBTQ. I was born gay. Um, gay or bi or queer, it depends on the day. But anyway, uh, we need to embrace our identities and what we do to support our people. And when we support our people, we support the periphery. We support the people who are the plus, the people who love Jews, or the people who are the plus, who support and are allies of LGBTQ, or the plus, the people who support democracy. Support the people, even if they don't believe and live the way you live, but help them. If we can help our neighbors, that is what being a true Jew is. That is what being a true Zionist is. To be like other nations and to be a light other nations. To be a true Jew who follows tzedek, tzedek, tirdof, justice, justice, you must pursue. To be Jewish is not about love like Christianity is and like many other world and like Buddhism is. They talk about love all the time. We don't talk about love. We talk about justice. We talk about education. We talk about opinions. I must let you have your opinion. I also have the complete right to continuously try to change your mind, which is why a lot of us Jews here are completely bonkers, because we'll keep trying to change your mind. But I'll let you have your opinion. That is what we need to do. And that is the problem with society. We're not letting people have their opinions. We need to support people talking, support the democratic process. And if you don't like what happened with these elections, run for office. Yeah. Run for power. Try to... We'll have another. Eventually. Sure. Absolutely. Look, Israel's only Probably had... six months from now. Right. Israel's only had five elections since 2019. I mean, it's only five. Gosh, have another one. So you you said earlier we didn't talk enough about LGBTQIA+. We talked a lot about it because LGBTQ plus is a movement. It's one of the most successful civil rights and social justice movements of our era after the feminist movement. Feminist movement changed the world. Changed the world. And Martin and, Luther King, maybe. Sure, Martin Luther King, yeah. They still have a lot of problems in, in the United States and internationally. But I think the... The, and they have a, a long ways to go. And, and the Zionist I, movement. Sure. I would say number one most successful movement was the feminist movement. Number two, the LGBTQ movement, which still has a long way to go. I would say number three, at least in the United States and in the UK, uh, would be the, the movement to support people of color, right? So if you want to call it 
the civil rights movement uh, for the advancement of uh, of black people or people of color. You know, it, it has a different name in different yeah. countries. I would say that's the the third because there are a lot of issues there. And But, don't litter. And what? Don't litter. Oh gosh, you know we have a long ways to go with that. I mean, I've traveled around the world, <laughs> and there are certain places that I think are just cesspools yeah. of of junkyards. Yeah, yeah. Yuval yeah. David, thank you so much. It was an honor and. It's a an pleasure. It's an honor to ha to hear my name, Yuval David. I'm so used to Yuval David. Yuval David. Yuval David. No, uh, rarely is it Yuval. Yuval. Rarely <laughs> is it Yuval. Yuval David. Yuval. Yuval. Yuval David. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. pleasure. The pleasure is mine. Bye, guys. See you in the next one. Oh okay. Yeah. Wow. Hi. So just, quick. Yeah, I'm just cutting it short. Oh we my have like uh, that was Spotify. yeah follow us on that was YouTube like that was like a bad date. That's like when you just show up for like fun and they're yeah. like, yep, and we're done. Bye. Yeah, here's yeah, the door. Yeah. Yeah. Walk yourself out. I Don't shower tonight. Yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah, god, yeah, that yeah. was horrible. <laughs> how did Bye, guys. how did you feel after that? I felt fight? cold and abused. You and did violated? But you liked it. You're smiling a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. It's good. It works for you. Bye, Bye, guys. guys. <laughs>